Coming up, we're going to talk about some of the recent information and everything we currently know right now about Super Nintendo World. So this one should be super exciting. <laughs> From the Bob Varley studio in Orlando, Florida, this is the Universal Edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is episode 245 of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. The Diz Unplugged Universal Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect universal vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. The Diz Unplugged Universal Edition is also brought to you by Disboards.com. If you're looking for even more information to help you plan your Universal Orlando vacation, head over to Disboards.com and join the discussion today. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. I'm your host, Craig Williams. Today, I'm joined alongside by my co-host, Rhino. Hello. Clavin. Oh, hello again. <laughs> oh, hello. Welcome. Thank you for being here. Oh, thank you for having me. I, I feel real super, super about this. Episode. I'm glad you're feeling super. And then on the controls in the back, of course, we have Corey Fiascanaro. Here we go. Hello. <laughs> that is also super. So we're obviously in the spirit of uh, our topic of discussion for today. And as I mentioned right at the top of the show, we are talking about Super Nintendo World. I might not have spoken that well when I gave that little tease at the beginning, but hopefully I'll be able to wrangle it up as we go throughout this episode. But uh, to break it down, uh, I want to say it was somewhere around like last last week on maybe Monday or Sunday night. Uh, going into Tuesday, the the world got very excited about Super Nintendo World because there was a nice little panel that happened over in Japan because Japan is getting getting Super Nintendo World first at uh, at, at the park Universal Studios over there, and so there was a nice presentation. Thierry Coop from Universal Creative was on hand to kind of give a little bit of extra details about what we should expect from. Super Nintendo World and so that kind of that kind of got this hype train going and then that was paired with a what what's the name of the artist again Charlie X uh, CX yeah XCX XCX I believe. Uh, yeah. this really weird music video that like showcased a, a very digital Super Nintendo World where Everyone was excited and happy and jumping and hitting. Have you not heard of Charlie XCX ball? before, though? I how many times do I have to say this? I don't. I, I know you listen, don't listen to, to music that I don't care for. Well, you're married, I so feel, I assume you do sometimes. <laughs> no, I actually. That's why if I I've said it on this show, I believe before. If I am driving in the vehicle, I am the driver. Then I control the radio. That's because a I need to. Thing. What's that? The driver picks on Supernatural. That's the big thing. He always says, "Driver picks the music, passenger shuts its cake hole." Well, I don't say it in that way. I would never tell that to my wife. God, I hope not. Uh, but <laughs> I, I choose what I want to listen to because you know, especially if it's on a longer road trip or something, I need to be alert the entire time. So if I'm not choosing something that's you know keeping me active, engaged, something Beethoven's I can sing fifth. along to, yeah, oh, yeah singing. Okay. I'm like on the way home from a day here at work, I'll be listening to like smooth jazz or something on the UCF radio just to kind of calm my nerves. But but on a normal day, you know, I want to if I'm doing a longer trip, I want to listen to something that is 
active and engaging something that's keeping me into it. And if I don't know what it is, I get bored and I don't, I don't like that. I like to be able to concentrate on what I'm doing. And I'm the exact same way. Some, and some music is just terrible to drive to. It's just not good driving music. <laughs> Got to have good driving music. So, and that brings me, before we get into Nintendo there, I explained the premise. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. But I just got to, we've got to go back one more time. I commented on a couple uh, people's comments on the show last week. But a bulk of the comments were just like straightforward Asking about how could we not know who Bill Bev DeVoe was? Oh, I, I totally. How can you not? So the one thing people said, how can you not know Poison? I literally, the first thing I did, I I was at a stop sign. I looked up Poison, played it, and I was like, I've never heard this. If if it's been in a movie or something, maybe I have. If it was in the background, but like I can honestly say. With, like just well, driving I th- around, I have never heard that song before, and the fact that people couldn't be like could be is, surprised is, about is, it is just it in my mind. Poison, poison. Is that the song? No, it's a. I think if I remember correctly now, because it was like last Thursday that I listened to it, it sounds like poison. But I'm getting it confused too with like blurred lines. Yeah, it's not, oh, now but it was like something it. like that. I mean, listen to it later. But uh, it's yeah, that's. I feel like I needed to bring up my stance on music. It's nothing against that music. It's just if I'm not interested in it, I'm not exploring the genre further. And like I, when a lot of the music, like that style of never of trust hip-hop, a big button smile. That's one of the lyrics. <laughs> when, when, a lot of the, when a lot of that style of hip hop was out, you know, I was only four or five years old. And so it's not this thing that I have a nostalgia for. Like, I don't go back and listen to music from like, oops, apologize for that. I don't go back and listen to music from like 88 to 95. That just, I like, I kind of pick up with my musical taste around like 96, 97. Britney Spears, yeah. Um, I well, I think it's hilarious because we had that episode where we talked about who we didn't know, and then um, that like that night or something, I was watching Bob's Burgers, and it was the episode from that Sunday that had a had the joke about like Gene being in a. Not, it wasn't Gene. It might have been the guy who owned the instrument store that Gene kept going into to play with the synthesizer, and he was like, "Oh, I'm in a Bill Bev DeVoe cover band," and I forgot the rest of the joke, but I was so ecstatic where I was like, "Wait, wait, wait." I would not have understood this joke if this w- if I had watched this yesterday, but because I had watched it after we had this conversation, I was really happy. It was like the universe was like, see, it's everywhere. Yeah, it, it is everywhere. But uh, yeah, so we just wanted I wanted to bring that up because uh, there was there was a little bit of chat about that. And yeah, there, there you <laughs> nothing, go. Nothing I like more than reading comments about how terrible we are. Big detour there. Back to Super Nintendo World. Very exciting stuff. Let's go over what we know. So, of course, Super Nintendo World is going to be opening at Universal Studios Japan in summer 2020. Uh, hopefully, it will be ahead of the the 2020 Olympics that are taking place in Japan. And uh, that's it's perfect synergy. That's why we've been talking about it for years. I mean, it, it was announced years and years ago. I think it was 2015 now. It, we, were, we were, uh, yeah, it was way back in the beginning. We It was the, 
I, don't, I wasn't even a full-time employee. Yeah. It was announced while we were on a ship in the ocean, I think. I believe it was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was. And uh, so it's very exciting. This has been years in the making, and but not a ton of information has still been really put out there about the land. You know, the, the concept art came very quickly, showcasing that you real, it's Super Nintendo world, but you're stepping into this world that is clearly 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 based around super mario brothers and you know it's got all the iconic things you could want from it you see bowser's castle you see uh, princess peach's castle you see that familiar landscape of different tiers and Mm -hmm. and heights and mushrooms blocks like you see just the the tunnels yes tunnels uh warp Warp tunnels and it's just it's all there in that concept art getting us very very excited and and then the entire idea of what what are the attractions going to be and you know with mario kart of course was the shoe-in for it and based on that concept art it looked like there was going to be a, a slow moving dark ride style attraction and beyond that it was kind of a question and then leaked other leaked images started coming out showcasing hey it could be more there could be donkey kong involved and of course Gosh, rumors of of Zelda and such get thrown in as well as Pokemon, even though we know some of the hurdles that would come with that. But there was still that that real big question mark of just what all could it be? And and it's pretty much at this point in time, I, th- I think it's safe to say that we can say uh, it, we know it's coming to definitely Universal Studios Japan. That will open first. After it opens there, it will open uh, not soon, but in the future at Universal Studios Hollywood. That will be the next spot. Uh, A lot of the construction happening on the lower lot right now that you can see if you're doing like a studio tram tour. You know, it's everyone has kind of come to the conclusion that that is 100 percent without a doubt Super Nintendo World for that park. We will get Super Nintendo World at our new theme park that will be coming coming uh very soon universal's epic universe and then universal studio singapore will also have super nintendo world involved in it but but the interesting part is it seems like all the different super nintendo worlds will actually be a little bit unique in a way like with universal studios japan uh we we do know that there will be a mario kart attraction and in that charlie xcx video there was just one really quick frame that showed the mario kart kind of like a stylized version of mario kart and it and in that little frame you know it looked if it's going to be anything like what they they showed in there it's uh it's a four-person car of sorts and two in the front and two in the back and they're riding around and we'll get we'll get more into that but Mario Kart is something that, you know, we know is going to be there. And then I mentioned the, the slow moving dark ride. And that also will definitely be in Universal Studios Japan. And that that should be, by all accounts, it should be a Yoshi slow moving dark ride attraction, yeah. which very, very exciting. And then uh, one I can't remember which website it was, but one of the uh, one of the tweets I saw recently as a, and I mean that from last week, it was a cute little Yoshi uh, creature kind of, uh, I'm not sure if it, it looked like it might've been on a track or something. I think but it was Yoshi. It was like, yeah, it was from a, it was a, it was a picture from the construction site yeah. of Super Nintendo World, but yeah, it, it looked uh, very cute. So, you know, just 
keep going along with that. But those those are the two attractions that should be expected out of Universal Studios Japan. And then when it comes to Hollywood, uh, one of the things that I've read, again, I really feel bad that I can't source exactly who said that. I don't remember who started the rumor on it. Now, I know Orlando Park Stop might have been one of the one of the bases of it, maybe inside Universal. But another rumor is that when it opens at Universal Studios Hollywood, that the the Yoshi slow-moving attraction won't actually be a part of it. It will just be Super Mario uh, or just Mario Kart well, they're, being they're, represented. They're space-restricted, right? Is they, that... they are very space-restricted. Yeah. I mean, it's... They tore down a... Didn't they tear down a uh, soundstage for this? Yes. They... I, don't remember the exact soundstage, but it was a very historic soundstage. It was the it was the soundstage that housed the uh, the theater, uh, the theater set that they used in many classic movies and such such. And so, yeah, they they're already tearing out sound stages just to make it work in there. So uh, they they kind of they can only work with what they have. Luckily for our Super Nintendo world, we have the blessing of land going in with Universal's Epic Universe. So uh, besides what they're going to to launch with when it opens, uh, they also definitely have room for expansion in the future as well. But, uh, it, you know, we only have that little bit of concept art they released of Universal's Epic Universe. And in that concept art, it even though it was kind of vague on what it looked like, it clearly looked like we were getting uh, a replica of Universal Studios Japan's Super Nintendo World, but then also it looked like the Donkey Kong section was added in there too. Gosh, I hope. And you know, and we've been we've been excited about Donkey Kong for quite a while because the the one patent that went out was of course for the the minecart style attraction that looked like it was actually going to be able to jump just like in Donkey Kong. Yeah. That's where my brain was going because like for like a Mario coaster, I couldn't think of anything, but for like a Donkey Kong coaster, my head immediately went to the mine levels back in like Donkey Kong Country 1 and 2. Yeah, and the very, very exciting. So that's what we should kind of expect from Universal, uh, Universal Orlando. I don't really have anything on Singapore. I'm not as familiar with Singapore yet, so I can't. I'm not really going to talk about it, but that's that's kind of the basis of what what we should expect from Super Nintendo World in in all the different realms of it. And I'm, you know, we, we, sorry. Go when ahead. Are we going to talk about the bands. We we're, okay. We're going to get there. Okay. So I just want the breakdown. We we talked about everything that we should expect from all of that. <clears throat> the one thing I'm going to stay away from right now is. Really, I'm going to stay away from Donkey Kong because we've talked about it in the past before, how excited we are for something based on Donkey Kong. But I want to talk about the two attractions, Mario Kart or or Luigi. Or Sorry, not Mario Kart or Luigi. Mario Kart or Yoshi. What's Do you think that's enough? No. No? No. Well, especially if the... If the let's say the Yoshi ride is some sort of just simple kind of like uh, the Seuss carousel yeah. sort of a situation or i don't i don't know that it is but i imagine no, it could it's just defi- be kind of an easy up and down for kids of all ages yeah know? i would think more of seuss trolley train ride or cat in the hat a an actual dark ride moving around where, where essentially the the yoshi is going up and down as it goes you know like sort of like in the carousel motion oh you think that's no, no. i 100 percent think it is because if you watch that music video 
it very explicitly shows people riding the Yoshis and they are jumping up and down. Mm-hmm. So I don't know that it's just for, and that like, as we've been talking about it, I keep replaying it because I'm like, this video is actually showing you all the things that you can do here, but it's so, uh, kind of surreal. It's, you know, and they're dancing. So you're like, what is going on? Because I know they're all hitting the, hitting the squares and, and, uh, excuse me, the blocks and stuff like that. But then there is the astronaut gentleman who opens the video is riding Yoshi and he steps on Bowser right after the Mario Kart part. So, mm-hmm. See, so he comes through and you can see like all the people riding in the Mario Kart and then it's all, everybody riding the, the Yoshis are jumping. So I, it's got to be something to do with an up and down jump. See, I... But I don't, I don't I know. Don't, I see what you're looking at in the concept yeah, art, Yeah, to though. me, that looks more like artistic mm-hmm. license on Yoshi. Of course, you know, Yoshi Yoshi can jump up and down and, and bounce on stuff. But and use his from, tongue. Yeah, if you just take it based on the concept art that was originally released, then it clearly just looks like an Omnimover-style attraction where it's going to be moving around and, and, you know, a lot more simple in that regard. But I think it's... I think that's also important, though. That's something that Universal clearly, clearly lacks yeah. is these dark rides like that that are a staple of Disney parks and something that I think people just, I don't want to say desperately want at Universal, but it's something they desperately need. I agree. Have more yeah. attractions that are suitable for the whole family. Yeah, and and when you think about it, there there's not, uh, not that there aren't, there aren't some there, but it's like uh, other than Seuss, the Seuss Landing in in Islands mm-hmm. of Adventure. There's not a ton of uh, just kind of that younger oriented stuff there. And then you have the kids play area in Studios yep. with like the five old kind of area, the Curious George, and then you've got the family coaster. But I think if one of the two rides is a very family friendly, like slow moving dark ride, I don't think just two rides is enough especially for a property like Nintendo that you know is is on a it's, it is in a multi-generational property at this point you know it's been around for I mean Nintendo's mm-hmm. been around for like 100 years but the you know the actual gaming system has been mm-hmm. around now for almost 40 years so it's like it's kind of insane that it's like we're probably nearing the third generation of people using it yeah no it's like I I will use on our team sorry oh I touched your rim of his glass please lord i mean for video people you see the rim of the glass i touched the rim of the glass that's all i'm saying about that but yeah it's uh i'll I'll use a perfect example on our team of course Corey and julie martin have two kids they have ferris who just turned 10 right 11 11 oh my goodness just turned 11 and finley is about to turn nine and I hope I got that right. I feel terrible if I didn't. No, yeah, but, she's two years younger than Ferris, yeah, right? Yeah, but yeah. I, I, regardless, though, like we've they've talked about many times on our Walt Disney World edition show that they just can't get them into Star Wars. But I drove Corey home the other day and got there, and you know, Ferris is sitting there playing Mario Kart, really okay. obsessed with Mario, and that's they are a Nintendo family, and yeah, like that really is those different generations kids embrace nintendo so much and and i know our age does i have a even switch beyond. in my backpack right yeah. now and i you know you just made fun of me about it but i got luigi's mansion because for me M- mario the sim- not the simplicity of it but 
it, it, it can be challenging, but it's also kind of a nostalgia thing. So whenever there's like a Mario Odyssey or I, I like to have every Mario, the first yeah. Mario game from every console, because it's like it, in Super Nintendo Mario, I yeah, you know, you have you have it, too. The small yep. mini console that came out and. I love Donkey Kong Country. I love the side scrollers, and it, it's something you could play with kind of a somebody of any age. I think. And to be fair, I didn't make fun of you for having a Switch, mm-hmm. and I made fun of you for bringing it to work when we literally usually have no downtime. So, like, are you expecting to it, hit traffic and have time to no, sit there God, and no, play your play Switch? It in, my car. Like, it's, it's, in the event that I don't go immediately home afterwards, I like to have it with me for when I'm rendering a video because I take, like, the 10, 15 minutes it takes for the computer to output it, and I'll play it for a few minutes. That's why I like I'm going to shame you. I read books. <laughs> How dare uh-huh. you? How dare you, you educated swine? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm, I am educated. Thank you. <laughs> I twirl <laughs> my you. mustache while I read books. Honestly, the last book I just finished was a, uh, sorry for butchering it, it was a Hercule Poirot uh, Oh, you novel, were reading an so Agatha Christie. I was. I started, uh, I started Hercule Poirot's Christmas right before Christmas because I was like, I, I want to read a Christmas book. And I just got around to finishing it. The entire time I'm sitting there like, this feels a lot like Knives Out. And then... Sure enough, that was one of Ryan Johnson's biggest inspirations was that exact oh yeah that exact book and because it's like all the all the touches are there. But that's for our Knives Out podcast that we have coming up soon. Uh, yes, on the Disunplugged Podcast Network. Do you guys want to know what I do when I export vid- YouTube videos? Sure. I, I don't know. I don't like the way you're saying it, but you know, what, what do you do? Well, I export YouTube videos. I uh, I watch YouTube. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, our our machines are older, so we're kind of like I can't do a more one, than one task thing at person. Once. Yeah. yeah, it's like shut the brightness all the way down, close every window, and just yeah. you know. I'm running off a uh, 2012 MacBook Pro right now, so it's it oh, definitely wow. has seen better days. So yeah, I'm a I'm a one task person. But, I I switch to books. But back to your 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 original question, yeah. I do think with something that is so God, I asked a question. It's so multi-generational <laughs> like Nintendo at this point. It I think to only only have a Mario Kart attraction. See, Mario Kart is one of those where I never really played it. I that oh, was wow. not where I was. Yeah, I, I only ever played it when we got our Switch, and and it was one of the games that was with it. it like, and so you didn't play Mario Kart sixty four at all. No, no, I'm sixty four. I was Goldeneye, Mario, and Donkey Kong. Those were the three big ones for what, me on on sixty four. What about uh, Diddy Kong Racing? Yeah, see, I just I was never very good at any of the racing games because it has that weird detach of me being like I can't feel anything, mm-hmm. so it doesn't work for me. Like, but, I mean, I like Mario Kart when we play it. Like when we first yeah. got him and we were playing, you know, I was like, oh, this is a fun like kill a few minutes. But it's like that's wild. So I know. So I I'm kind of like. I want something for me, I, and I guess there is the interactive element of the land that we'll talk about in a second, too, which is a big deal. And you, Diagon Alley only has one attraction, right? Two attractions, technically, yeah. if you count the train. 1.5. But it's – and if we look over at, at Galaxy's Edge, they only have two attractions. So that's where I'm like, uh, I kind of wish a third I feel like would nail it home. I, I agree. A third one would nail it home. But then again – to this, of course, is with the idea that we're talking about Japan's right now specifically, and whatever happens with Hollywood Can is you what tell happens. Me the with other offerings Arso. of Japan, yeah, we, we we're all- not the land. I meant like I don't know in relation oh. to what they have in their park versus like we have two parks. They only have one, right? Yeah, okay. they've got Jaws. 
They've got what? They've got Jaws. Oh, I thought you said Jonas. No, they've like, got a Jonas, Jonas Brothers attraction. No, you just go and ride Jaws all day. <laughs> oh, that's all you do that's there. It. No, uh, they plenty plenty of offerings. A Universal Studios Japan, a a well rounded park that people that I've talked to have been there just are. Oh, well, they're the ones who have the floored. big Harry Potter. Like they have Diagon Alley as well, right? No. No, no, they are just we the have, only ones who have Diagon Alley. Yeah, we are okay. the only ones who have Diagon Alley. But, but I, they, they have also that amazing have despicable, parade. Uh, despicable me. The parade, yeah, people lose their minds yeah. about the parade. Yes, uh, but I'm, sorry again. Yeah, that's derailing on that. So, because the point that you're making on it is that two attractions for just the Mario portion doesn't seem like enough. But when when Epic Universe opens up, in my opinion, Super Nintendo World. As a land is everything that encompasses Super Nintendo, anything that falls into that line. I agree. Or it's not just Super Nintendo, but anything Nintendo. So with ours, if that's the case, and Donkey Kong has one or two attractions, and then Mario has two attractions, right there, ours opens up with four. Yeah, I think in my opinion, that, that and to me is way more huge. than I expect. Yeah, exactly. And then if they whatever if they can get over whatever hurdles I know with the Pokemon stuff, and they could someday do some sort of like a, even if it's just like a building that's a gym that's like the where you go to train the Pokemon somehow using like Pokemon Go and whatever maybe it's not a whole big thing but then that is right there another thing that's going to be a massive yeah so I don't you know so you're saying you think that ours will be the ultimate Nintendo I, experience absolutely yeah I, I think ours will be the ultimate Nintendo experience and I'm super pumped with it and but i don't discredit anything that japan's doing by only having the two attractions because by no, no, all no. intents yeah. and purposes the mario kart attraction seems like it is going to be just epic and it's wild to me that you didn't grow up with mario kart because like that was i love yeah, no. mario kart yeah. on Obsessed mario kart Kong. on my super nintendo and then i loved it on 64 i i still love mario kart mario kart is one of those it's just one of those games that, like, if there's a Nintendo console, they've got to make if it. If I want Mario Kart, I want. If they have Donkey Kong involved, I want Donkey Kong, and then also if they have Mario Tennis, I love Mario. Really, tennis. Mario yeah. Tennis? Okay. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Mario Tennis. Uh, takes me back to my old day on the uh, on the court <laughs> playing I tennis. I still have an N64, and like all the games, Mario Kart, Diddy Kong Racing, everything. But yeah. right now. My number one Nintendo thing, which I guess is all of Nintendo, is is Super Smash. That is the yeah, and that's, that's the game. I never got I never got into Super Smash Brothers, and I never got into uh, Mario Party because yeah, Mario Party is another popular. I played one, right? by myself a lot, and I feel like those games were always more emphasized. Yeah. Like if you have friends, yeah. then you'll have fun playing and. Meanwhile, I'm the guy who bought my N64 years later uh, after it was started to lose popularity just because I wanted to play Episode 1 Pod Racing. And <laughs> oh, that was the other one I played a lot on 64. <laughs> Sorry. So I, I can't believe I didn't include that one. I was playing that all the time because I'm like, and I think that was the only racing game I could really do. And I was terrible. Yeah. But I was all about that Rogue Squadron, too. I, I, that was an awesome game. Not to bring Star Wars and Nintendo together, but it was I, a good I collaboration. Mean, kind of synonymous. It's yeah. a little bit, though. I actually went as far with uh, so basically I actually bought and sold N64 games for a while, and I went as far like as to buy the uh, the adapter for the Japanese games because Japan released games that you couldn't get in the yeah. U.S. Mm -hmm. like like a Gundam style like 
ro robot game. Uh, so I bought the adapter so I could start buying all the Japanese games too. That's intense. You and Pete get along very yes, well in I that regard. <laughs> the, the museum out there yeah, of, of video real. games. But uh, so we're talking about two attractions opening in Japan, but technically, uh, like, I feel like here's where the correlation to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge really comes into play a little bit in that way, or, or even the Wizarding World of Harry Potter in a way. And that is that while you might only have these two attractions, even though one of them is a major e-ticket, then the other follows a little bit below, you have a third style attraction. And that is what Rhino referred to a little bit uh, a little bit ago earlier in this episode, that there will also be what they are calling power-up bands. Uh, the idea is that in Super Nintendo world, you have these power-up bands that will then sync with your smartphone. So gotta have gotta get that smartphone if you don't have it yet. It's 2020. Get on it. And that will all kind of track the digital activities that are available as you are going through Super Nintendo World. So like in Super Mario, you want to collect coins and you want to you want to get those coins and and you really want to be living this video game, then you have to have your power up band in order to actually make it happen. And then it turns into competition with other and the power up bands, you know, they are in my opinion, they are freaking brilliant because these you're going to have people who want to collect them all. Yep. Not to say Pokemon references there, but you're going to want to collect them all. And they are just or you're going to pick your favorite character. And it's going to be one of those things that I can't imagine walking into this land when when it does open up and not have a power-up band, I, I, just it, based on it. Well, they showed that video of that guy he, with the band on who jumps up to the block, and it like was the coolest thing ever. And you're like, how can I go there and not hit a block? It's just, how can you go and not not have it to be immersed in this world? Like, I, I can understand because of the price of a, a lightsaber or a droid, I can understand going into Galaxy's Edge and not not buying those extras to what be a part a of the land. I can even understand not buying the one because they're like $50. They're very expensive to get the RFID ones. And, you know, if you go on a busy day to do a lot of the experiences yeah. around, you're waiting in a line where by the time you get up to the window to do your experience, you've already watched the effect being done by yeah. sometimes four or five people. It's not as exciting then when you get to do it. And uh, so... I feel like there's a little bit of issues with with those two and not to say that that won't also happen with this one, too. But I can't imagine that these bands are going to cost more than thirty, thirty five dollars. Oh, I don't even think they'll cost yeah. that much. I was thinking around twenty five. But oh, see, I was I'm looking at them and I'm like 15 bucks. No, I, I mean, may, probably not. But you I know. think you have to look at magic band pricing and kind of take that into. Band. I thought those were like too much dollars, <laughs> you know. Oh, Rhino. Oh, Rhino. That's because no design, though, I guess, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 No. Uh, but these are, are beautiful little bands. So they represent, at least in this first phase, especially with Mario, they, they represent uh, what kind of a, a symbolism of Mario. So like the Mario one has an M on it. And then it's also it's a red band and it's got his little pants on there, too. So You're, you're right. They're going to be expensive because they work with the smartphone. I'm going to get Yoshi. I'll probably go with Yoshi. Or Luigi. That's oh, not bad calls. Wait, I take it back. I don't like the Yoshi band. 
Okay. I don't like the dots on the bottom. You don't like the pokes? No, it's I'm probably just going classic Mario. Okay, that's fine. You're allowed to. You're allowed to, but this person. So uh to continue clarifying about this the power up bands and such, uh it basically, yeah, you are going on your smartphone, you're going to have to download a mobile app that will have a basically it's an overhead map where uh you will then be able to see the entire land in that style and unlock achievements. Um, really, the the big question about this is going to be what is the ultimate purpose or point of this? Because, uh, because the, to me, the, I would like to see a little bit of an end goal with it because while it seems cool to walk around and collect coins and do these achievements... I'm also, I think, one of the uh, few people who actually pulls out their data pad when visiting Star Wars Galaxy's Edge and will walk around and unlock some of the stuff in there. And I've been doing it since it opened in California. And I still don't understand what I'm actually like, what the purpose of it is. I don't know what I'm doing with it. So I these can obviously exist with no greater meaning or purpose, but I hope that it's something that there will be a little bit of a purpose with it, like unlock something special. Maybe that's where you see uh, an effect go off if you are able to unlock enough coins or something. Oh, yeah. I, I, I My like, guess is the flag is going to go up and down, and like as you battle, like it'll basically be like, you know, you know, at the end of a level... I would love to you, see a leaderboard somewhere in the world where you can see like... Top scores and such that really drive that competition. I think it's going to be like at the the Perry the Platypus experience at Epcot. Like it's yeah. going to be that sort of interactive. I I think things I think will happen. I think that would yeah. I think that would be that would be fun with it. And then I guess really the only other questions in terms of this world in Lander, what what do we think about dining? Have you? I haven't read. I actually, didn't about even dining. think of that to be hundred percent. And honest. I can't like, tell you what I would even expect from dining. Chocolate coins for sure. Gold mm-hmm. chocolate coins. Duh. Seems obvious. Uh, Yoshi scrambled eggs. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm. I'm just. I don't know. Yeah. What do I? You never see the meat. I'm assuming pizza. Not to be like blatantly. <laughs> wow. Like, offensive. Like, yeah. How <laughs> offensive, Rhino. Just saying that the spaghetti? Japanese Italian men will want pizza and spaghetti. <laughs> oh, I will say, though, that's one thing Universal does not need. They do not need spaghetti more. Spaghetti factory? They do not need more crappy Italian food uh, put out there. So, uh, you know. I think Ugh. the other band that I can't figure out what it is is also Princess Peach. Is what I what I'm understanding. One article only lists five characters with the six things, so I think maybe she's got a different design. I'm unaware of, but okay. Sorry, I want to get to the bottom. I know of this. you would, you will get to the bottom of it. I'm sure. If anyone can, it's Rhino Glavin. No, that's for sure. But yeah, and then the the other thing is, I know we can probably expect more Nintendo merchandise than our hearts and minds can actually imagine. <sighs> yeah, it's gonna be tough. It's tough gonna on be the wallet. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I can hold back. On that, because I don't. Can you? Yeah, the Can band you? will be probably my one extravagance. Um, I feel like I probably, if there's a like really cute Yoshi, I might leave with him. Also, you know, I wanted that Bowser that they made. That was like he was like I don't know seven or eight inches tall. It was like a big stuffed Bowser. He had like the spikes at the back thing. You could get it like Thinky. I never pulled the trigger on it, and I just I regret it because now I can't find it anywhere. I, I want it from like where all my Nintendos are. Because I have every Nintendo, and they're all lined up in front of my yeah. TV. So I'm just like, 
I want to mm-hmm. I want to put them up there. Yeah. See, I've just I've always loved Mario. You know, I had a Super Nintendo. That was my first console. But I that was after, your first. That was my first console. Oh, that's what I, that's, I, I, I remember getting original Nintendo no. for Christmas one year. I don't we, know if it was for us, though, or for my mom. But that's what <laughs> I'm saying, too. When we really talked about the generational gap, you know, I feel like... I am two years older than you. But I'm saying, you can say the first... You had the first uh, yeah. Nintendo, Duck but Duck it was really... That wasn't my time period, you know. I was... When we got our Super Nintendo, I want to say that was... 92 or 93 so i was so you never five, had the struggle of having old. to blow into that console till yes. you felt like you're gonna pass out my my best friend growing up had the nes oh, okay okay we did not have that though my first console was super nintendo okay but that's again what i'm trying to say with the generational i know people our age grew up having it yeah but, you know that's like there was teenagers like pete who he started with Atari and all his other random machines that True. I had never heard of until I met him. And he, so like the Nintendo was kind of like, that's one of the ones where it's like, okay, this click, this is the next level. So it's the, even the generation above us, I think has some of them have a greater appreciation for Nintendo. It's kind of like when I people younger than me, you know, they grew up in the super or the N64 was their first console. Yeah. But they still knew Super Nintendo because people out there Su- still had it. Super Nintendo is the best. but I still think it is the best. But for me, after I got the Super Nintendo, my next console after that was PlayStation. So oh, I'm you a, jumped ship. See, I couldn't get into person. the discs. I was like, I'll throw this I'll throw this cartridge across the room at my brother and still be able to play it later. But if I get one scratch on this disc, we're done for. And Daisy. Daisy. And it would explain the flower. Yeah, I would. don't know what she's from or who she is, but... She like Peach's cousin. Oh yeah, the Daisy. Daisy is. I don't know what her significance is in like the newer games, but she's a character in Smash with the yellow dress. Yeah, yeah, that's what the man looks like. Yeah, yeah. She is also a princess. She is the monarch or princess of the fictional kingdom of Sarasaland. She says she debuted in Super Mario Land. I don't know what game that is. Sarasaland. There's also uh, Michael Scott right Rosalina. Now. Rosalina's got the blue, the light blue dress. I don't know if they're doing anything with her, but Super Mario Land was Game Boy. That's why I didn't know. Not my princess. <laughs> that. Just saying that. So, yeah. So I, but I still love. Do you think Mario, they'll ultimately. sell games here? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Of course they will. Universal. Hawks their DVDs and Blu-rays in their gift shops. I guess you're right. Do you yeah, think yeah. they will sell video games? Of course. I don't think it. it I'm assuming th- it'll be like the Times Square, <laughs> like this. The Nintendo. That's in Times Square, right? The Nintendo store. I haven't been to New York City since 1999. Please don't ask me questions about it. <laughs> so I just had an idea. In 1998, was there? No. Uh, yeah, it was a. Uh, I'm pretty sure there's a Nintendo store there. But anyway, so like in Galaxy's Edge, we customize our own lightsaber. What if in Nintendo they could you could customize your own controller? Mm. That'd be kind of sick. I thought you were going to say Yoshi, and I feel like that's a Frankenstein conversation we're <laughs> going to. But yeah, I I think there there is an endless world of possibilities coming in Super Nintendo world. Yeah, can't wait. Yeah, neither neither can I. Very excited. I'm you know, I wish. Oh, I wish I could get out to to Universal Studios Japan to see it in 
in 2020, but I don't, I don't think that's a possibility. I think the so. Olympics will make it difficult. Yeah, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want. I don't think I would want to go there right in the rush of its opening. And, you know, it's I, I like to think that we have a little bit of clout and importance, but I also don't see us, uh, you know, getting this big media invite to Japan Can to do you anything. Imagine? Yeah, oh I, I don't see that happening, even like one percent of a possibility of that. So it's like it's one of those things. I hope I get to see it before it comes stateside and I hope I get to see it as soon after. But uh, it's definitely, you know, it's. It's not the it's not the cheapest trip to take from Orlando to to Japan unless you're very uh, very good at at finding you know well, good Os flights and Osaka is nowhere near Tokyo either so that yes. becomes that issue too you're not like oh well I'll go and make a whole trip you really have to be like I yeah. am here to go to those two I'm assuming you're gonna go to Tokyo you know two yeah. separate areas oh yeah I would assume you'd fly into Tokyo but yeah. I don't know and that's why that's a good point too that we I guess I didn't even really mention it that Universal Studios Japan is in Osaka yeah and Tokyo is Tokyo and I believe it's about uh it's, it's somewhere around three hours difference between the two cities by train so it's it really it's it's a little bit uh you know it's a little bit of a haul if you think I'm going to Tokyo and then have to have to travel for it but i'm very very excited for super nintendo world i cannot wait again i hope i get to see it in japan at some point before it comes stateside might not happen but i'm i'm just i'm thrilled with it i know still there needs to be a lot more information coming out before it opens but you know looking at some of the construction pictures that have been out there and hearing the new information as it rolls out it's just uh, it's wild stuff and we didn't get into a lot of like spoilers and stuff with it. So, you know, that's, that's not really us, but I do have to, I do have to say, if you want to get a lot more into the spoiler section, uh, definitely seek out Orlando park stop and, uh, you can get a lot of dirt on what to expect from, from the attractions like Mario Kart ride and stuff. If, if you want it spoiled for you, if you don't stay away from it and, uh, just listen to, to, bozos like us sitting here rambling about it because that's what we do best but yeah very excited yeah yes okay so uh any last thoughts on no. before we wrap this puppy up if there are not tunnels you can slide through i'll be sad okay okay <laughs> like water slides Big tunnel. yeah yeah. Think about it. Anyway. Okay. Well, that is uh, that's our discussion on Super Nintendo World, and that will actually end up doing it for the show. We'll uh, we'll, we'll just cut it off there because this one went a little bit on the long side. But I hope you still enjoyed it. Of course, if you need any extra information, you can always head over to disunplugged.com. That is a home of our show notes page for this show and all the others on the Dis Unplugged podcast network. Of course, if you're watching this on YouTube, go ahead subscribe to us. Hit that thumbs up if you enjoyed uh, what we talked about and if you uh, want to leave us fun comments down below for us to read and cry over at night uh, then you can always do that and again to ask some questions we need those questions rolling and we can't answer them if we don't get questions so please do that as well too if you're listening to this on apple Podcasts, stitcher spotify wherever you you listen to your audio go ahead if you can leave us feedback please do so I'm going to, at some point in time, I'm going to uh, give a, a prize out to someone 
for actually leaving us new and current feedback because it's it's not happening enough. We need to see more ratings and reviews, especially on Apple Podcasts. That's how more people can actually find us and 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 hear more about Universal. So please do that and then subscribe as well. So thank you so much, guys, for having this conversation with me. And thank you out there to everyone who is listening and watching this. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll see you again next week with another episode of the Universal edition of the Diz Unplugged. But until then, remember, we still haven't changed the name.